Thanks for joining us today for our ACFE monthly podcast, Fraud Talk. My name is Mandy Moody, and we're going to speak to John Gill, ACFE Vice President of Education, about some of the upcoming fraud trends we'll see in 2016. John, what do you see as the number one fraud trend that we're going to see this year? I think for 2016, at least for the beginning, we're going to see the same focus on cybersecurity. That was a big part of what everybody was concerned about in 2015. If you look at talking to people out in the field, you look at the, the litigation, the lawsuits, the newsletters, everybody is really concerned about how is this going to work and how uh, does it affect every company because there's not any company that doesn't have some type of confidential information because it's not just financial information, it's any kind of personally identifiable information that's also valuable. So I think that's going to be the main focus, and it should be. People should really take a hard look at what they're doing. A lot of fraud examiners, though, I think make the mistake of thinking, well, this is just hacking, and that's somebody else's department. If we have uh, an information technology department, an IT department, that's their job. That doesn't concern me, but that's not it at all. Hacking is just one form of information theft. So you also have employees who have access to the information internally. What are they doing with it? Can they access it? Can they steal it? And as technology advances, it makes it easier for them to get away with it. But think about the cloud. That wasn't even an option, you know, five years ago. If you were going to steal information, you had to physically remove it almost from the premises because there was no email system that could, you couldn't email a terabyte of information. But now if you have uh, the right tools, you can upload, you know, several terabytes of information right out of the computer system into the cloud and then transfer it around. And by the time uh, the company finds out it's gone, it's much too late to get it back. So companies need to be looking at not only what their IT security is, but what information do they have and how are they keeping it? You can't steal what you don't have. So one of the things for 2016 that I think companies should do is they should look at the data they're collecting. For example, when I started the ACFE in 1995, we collected social security numbers because at the time it was an accepted practice as an identifier. So if we're trying to distinguish, you know, John Smith in, in Omaha versus John Smith in Washington, D.C., we use social security numbers. Well, when those became valuable and people were stealing them and identity theft became a concern, we went back, we looked at our practices and decided we don't need these. We can identify people using past addresses and other information. There's no need to collect that anymore. So we stopped and we purged all our files. So I think companies need to be looking at what are they collecting and do they really need it? Because if they don't, there's no need to keep it because if they have it, it can be stolen, but if they don't have it, it can't be taken. The other thing that we're encouraging people to do is look at the data that you do have to collect and is it secure? Uh, after the target breach, I saw an interview with uh, a security person and he said something that I thought was, was very perceptive. He said, if they want to break in and they're, if they're really dedicated enough, they can get in. So the trick is, so even if they do get in, can they, what can they steal? So if everything is locked up and encrypted, even if they break in and they get in, it, it does them no good. 
So think about protecting your house. You have an alarm system, which is like a firewall, and you have locks to try to prevent people from getting in your house in the first place. But what if they broke in and everything you own was tied down with chains and bolted to the floor? So are they going to stay there and they're going to you know, take time to cut all that off and steal your stuff? No, they're just going to climb back out and they're going to go to the next house. So that's what you need to do. You, you, you do need to have the first line of defense, which is um, a strong security system to prevent them from getting in. But so they do get in, if it's properly encrypted, there's nothing they can do with it. So in addition to cybersecurity, what would you say is another fraud trend that we're going to see this year? For 2016, I would make a resolution that you're going to do a better job of policing your personal information. There are a lot of different ways to do that. One is just be aware of where all you sign up for things and what are they asking for and what are you providing. At a certain point, if just to get you know free coupons on the internet, maybe you don't want to provide a username and a password because once you do that, people take that and then they go around and they start trying it at other sites. So you need to, to be vigilant yourself and then maybe sign up for some kind of a, a credit monitoring service. Uh, make sure that you're going you're gonna to review your credit accounts as, as soon as they come in. You can set up for alerts. Any transaction over a certain amount, you'll get a text alert or an email and you can uh, verify that. But I do think that uh, everybody needs to take you know, some responsibility for themselves and realize that data breaches do happen it could happen to you. If it hasn't happened, it's just a matter of time. And make sure you understand what accounts you have. Make sure you're monitoring your financial transactions, your bank accounts, credit card accounts, so then you can spot it as soon as it happens and alert the authorities. So in addition to identity theft, you, you speak of data collection. How is that going to play a part this year? I would challenge companies to, to really be careful and take a hard look at what they're collecting and how they're storing it and, and who has access to it. We've, as memory has gotten so inexpensive, companies a lot of times have just elected to keep everything and not worry about it. But if you've got, if you're keeping a history of every transaction and all the information with each transaction, do you really need all of that? Because every piece of that is something that can be stolen. Same thing with drafts and plans and, and things that have intellectual, uh, intellectual properties, proprietary information. If you have 50 drafts of this you know, really super secret plan, there's 50 different versions of that that can be stolen. And so you have to be careful about how you're storing it, how you're uh, what you're doing with it. Are you really purging it when you're through with it? Do you get rid of it? Or if it's just sitting out on a server somewhere, can somebody actually steal it? The other thing I think that goes along with it is educating employees. Employees are your first line of defense, but they're also your biggest weakness. And you need to do constant training and tell them that if they get an email that says, hey, uh, I'm the IT director, you need to change your user ID and password, click here. It could be some kind of a, a phishing uh, scam where they're trying to learn your ID and password for your system logons. And uh, for the last 25 years, 
any IT security person will tell you the biggest weakness in a company is always the individual because they have access, they have the information, and if you know what you're doing, using social engineering schemes, you can actually trick somebody into providing uh, you with uh, passwords or user IDs. It would take hackers, you know, weeks to try and get in. So once again, uh, train your employees to how are they handling the data? Are they downloading it in, onto laptops and taking it home? Anytime it's on a laptop or a thumb drive, or uh, we have a lot of cases of people uploading things to the cloud for their own use, and it's not secured, it's not encrypted, it's not in any form or fashion. A lot of times employees are not doing it to create a security risk, they're just trying to do their job. And so if you, if you train them and tell them what they can and can't do, a lot of times that's a big help. So you spent a lot of your 2015 working on a new fraud risk guide. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that and how that is actually going to help alleviate a fraud trend that we, we might see coming up in 2016. I think this is going to be an exciting thing in, in 2016. Uh, the ACFE worked with a, a longtime CFE, his name is Dave Cotton, and he did just an amazing job on this project. It's uh, called the Fraud Risk Management Guide. And the ACFE worked with uh, COSO, the Committee of Sponsoring Organizations, and AICPA, and the uh, Institute of Internal Auditors, and we had a committee of uh, experts it worked very hard. We each had a particular area that we worked on and put together a really good guide to risk management that can apply at any company, any size, uh, any industry. And what we tried to do, you know, there's been a lot of, of guidances issued and a lot of things over the years, but what we tried to do with this is really make sure that we stayed at a practical level. In fact, uh, in addition to the written paper, we're going to have a website that has some interactive tools, some things that you can use to assess the risk of fraud in your own organization or for one of your clients. So we're putting the uh, finishing touches on that now, but I think that's going to be something that's going to be uh, of a great benefit to fraud examiners in, in 2016 to be able to take that. It'll kind of give them a step-by-step -step approach to look at different uh, parts of their companies and assess the risk and we uh, follow the framework that COSO came up for um, internal controls and so it should work very seamlessly with what uh, you're already doing with regard to fraud prevention. I think it'll be something that will be uh, enormously helpful. Thank you for speaking with us, John. We hope that you enjoyed these tips from John Gill. You can find all of our podcasts on acfe.com slash podcast. We will talk to you next month.